Alright guys, uh, first and foremost, happy Thursday. Uh, right here on the Colin app, it's Isaac Signs. Excited for another episode right here on Colin. Uh, this show is typically on Wednesday afternoons at 5.30 p.m. Central, but um, I went ahead and bumped the show up to 9 a.m. Central this morning. Uh, I've been out of town visiting family for the holidays, Christmas, and um, getting back home actually uh, en route right now and got a nice start in the morning. And so um, nothing better to do than uh, talk some football on the road and discuss uh, quite the eventful season that we've had on display. Of course, the impact of COVID-19 continues to be um, the main factor for a lot of these teams, but pretty significant course of action was taken a couple of days ago when the NFL and the NFLPA agreed um, to reduce the quarantine time from 10 to 5 days, and that is for all players uh, unvaccinated as long as they are asymptomatic. And so we're already seeing the effects of that. I mean, I think over 100 NFL players were activated from the COVID-19 list yesterday because of that shortened quarantine time. I know I've reached out to a couple of NFL players, a couple of them that were on the COVID list, asymptomatic. And so they're excited about the prospect of just being able um, and eligible to come off the COVID list after five days. And, you know, it certainly gives them an opportunity to play in these games. I mean, I know the big name that everybody was kind of tracking for a little bit was uh, Carson Wentz because he tested positive for COVID-19. And then at the time of his placement on the reserve list, the NFL was still implementing that 10-day quarantine for unvaccinated players. And so the instant reaction was that Carson Wentz was going to be out for Sunday's game against the Las Vegas Raiders, which is a pivotal matchup really for both teams, especially the Raiders who are are trying to secure a playoff berth. And the Indianapolis Colts are chasing the Tennessee Titans for the division and on the outside looking in. So these final two games, uh, and I'll be saying this for a a lot of teams, it's, it's pivotal. I mean, might as well start the playoffs now considering the type of urgency and the type of um, cruciality that these games are going to have, not only on playoff implications and for the teams that are trying to get into the postseason, but also for the teams that already have clinched their division. You look at the Green Bay Packers, already have the NFC North on lockdown. The Dallas Cowboys have the NFC East. The Kansas City Chiefs have the AFC West. However, um, those teams are still playing for playoff seeding You know, in Green Bay's case, they're trying to shore up that number one seed in home field advantage. And same goes for the Chiefs, right? You know, the Titans are right there knocking on the door. And the Chiefs are going to have a tough matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday. And so there's a whole lot that can change right now. And so I wanted to take this uh, episode to really just talk about where we're at in terms of the playoff picture. And then, of course, I'll go over some of these matchups that we're going to have on display this coming week in week 17. I mean, I can't believe that we're already in week 17 of the NFL season. And uh, part of me is excited. Obviously, you got playoff football coming up in January. And then, of course, the big Super Bowl in the second week of February. But 
you know, at the same time, I'm also a little bit sad, right? I mean, football season just always seems to zoom on by. And um, next thing you know, you blink and you're already at the end of the season and you already got teams that are preparing for the NFL draft and they're launching their full-scale investigations into quarterback prospects, defensive end prospects, as you know, in the 2022 NFL draft. Um, it's going to be dominated by defense, really, in those two defensive ends, Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon and Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. I'll look forward to watching him play in the college football semifinal tomorrow night against Georgia. But let's look at the NFL playoff picture. Um, I know it's 9 a.m., so maybe not a lot of you are even up, especially on the West Coast. It's just 7.05, and East Coast, we're at 10 a.m., and I know it's still vacation for a lot of you and so i'm sure there's a lot of folks that are still in bed sleeping in trying to take advantage and that's okay uh, if you're not able to join me live you certainly can come back and listen in to what i have to say for week 17 of the nfl season but taking a look at the current playoff picture you got green bay in the nfc side number one seed all they need to do is win out they control their own destiny for that first round by and then you look at the Dallas Cowboys currently sitting as a number two seed they are currently slated to play their bitter division rival the Philadelphia Eagles who have the seventh seed right now eight and seven so that is the matchup that I mean I think a lot of people obviously would want to see two of the biggest rivals in the NFL Eagles Cowboys and then you look at the NFC West we'd see another divisional clash in the first round of the playoffs if the playoffs started today, which they don't, but just talking scenarios and hypotheticals. Los Angeles Rams uh, are going to be hosting the San Francisco 49ers. Right now, the Rams, with a win on Sunday over the Baltimore Ravens and a loss from the Arizona Cardinals who are playing the Dallas Cowboys, the Rams can clinch the NFC West and shore up that home playoff game, which is pretty, I guess, interesting and um now, unexpected, considering that the Cardinals had a stronghold on that top spot in the NFC West and even the number one seed in the entire NFC, but thanks to a three-game losing streak, the Arizona Cardinals all of a sudden are trying to stop that bleeding. And at this point, one more loss. I mean, yes, they did clinch that playoff spot last Sunday. I know a lot of fans... And Arizona weren't too thrilled and really weren't taking a whole ton of pride in that considering the current circumstances. But if Arizona drops a fourth consecutive game and the Rams continue their surge late in the season, the Rams win the division and the Cardinals are going to have to go on the road to begin the playoffs, which is quite the opposite script that many people uh, thought would play out considering Arizona's dominance early in the season. We'll keep tabs on that. And then the, the current third matchup right now in the NFC is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers currently holding on to that fourth seed and then the Arizona Cardinals with that fifth seed. And right now, Tampa, you know, they're limping into the playoffs. A number of players that are currently out. And of course, the big one, Chris Godwin out for the year, torn ACL big loss. Um, one of Tom Brady's top targets, of course, to go along with Mike Evans. It does help soften the bowl a little bit with Antonio Brown now back in the fold, and we saw what he could do 
when uh, his first game back, Tampa Bay over Carolina, they got rolling early. And so Tampa, they're still open. They can improve their seating before the playoffs begin. Um, but uh, I think it's safe to say that the NFC still is not settled. And there's a lot to be playing for in this last Week 17 and Week 18 circumstances. But uh, let's go ahead and take a look at the AFC. All right, you got the Kansas City Chiefs, number one seed, and they clinch the division. I mentioned at the top of the podcast, you got the Miami Dolphins. How about that? The first team in NFL history to have a a seven-game losing streak and a seven-game winning streak in the same season. Talk about um, just wild, bizarre. I think the Miami Dolphins embody what this 2021 NFL season has been like. You know that they've had ups and downs. Of course, you had all the rumors about Tua Tungavailoa, whether the Dolphins were going to pull the trigger on a trade for Deshaun Watson. I mean, you name it. And you have to give Brian Flores a ton of credit because at one point he and Chris Greer took an awful lot of criticism with the way they were handling the Tua situation, Deshaun Watson situation. Of course, a seven-game losing streak certainly is not going to help the cause. But since then, reeled off seven consecutive wins, defeated the, the New Orleans Saints on Sunday, uh, on Monday night, excuse me, time. They currently are holding on to And, you know, you got to give them credit for not giving up. Right now, they'd be slated to play the Tennessee Titans, who are holding on to that second seed, which, mind you, the Dolphins are going to play the Tennessee Titans, I believe, here in Week 17. So that potentially could be an early preview for what's to come in the playoffs. But I'll tell you, the Tennessee Titans, they finally got A.J. Brown back, who's fully healthy. They have Will Jones. Now the question is just how long can that hamstring hold? You know, he's pulled up several times this season. And so the big return that everybody's anticipating there in Nashville is uh, Derrick Henry. You know, Derrick Henry, we all know he is a massive part of what the Tennessee Titans do offensively, toting the rock 30, 35 times a game. And he broke that fifth metatarsal in his foot about early November, and he underwent surgery shortly after that. Of course, Mike Vrabel and all the Tennessee Titans coaching staff, they didn't want to put a timetable on Derrick Henry, but they were always cautiously cautiously optimistic that Henry wouldn't need to be able to return for the playoffs and possibly even for the regular season finale in Week 18. Now, of course, they have not designated Derrick Henry to return to practice yet, so that 21-day practice window has yet to be open for Tennessee. So we'll see. I mean, there really hasn't been a firm update on Henry's status as of the last couple of weeks, but the expectation has been that Derrick Henry will return to the field for the playoffs, and you can imagine the boost that it's going to be giving that Tennessee Titans team to look to make a run deep in the playoffs. You know that they have Bud Dupree. They have some reinforced coming on defense as well. So, again, I would not discount Tennessee or even rule them out for making 
one last push for that number one seed over the Chiefs, considering that Kansas City has to go play the red-hot Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. Um, so we'll see what happens there. So that's one of the matchups in the AFC. Then you got the Patriots holding on to the sixth seed at the moment. They'd be playing the Cincinnati Bengals, who are holding on to the third seed with a 9-6 and six overall record. And then dangerous Indianapolis Colts, 9-6, and six, fifth right now, would go back to Buffalo, where they already pretty much thumped the Buffalo Bills. Um, Buffalo currently the fourth seed, 9-6 and six as well. So you can see the playoff race in the AFC is awfully tight, and you have a lot of teams that are trying to keep those playoff hopes alive. You have the Ravens, you have the Raiders, the Broncos, you know, these are the Chargers. These are teams that that are still not out of it, but they do need some help moving forward. And so I'm excited to see how that plays out as well. But in terms of the playoffs, I mean, I think there's a lot on the line, you know, because at this point, looking at week 17 and seeing some of these big matchups that were going to have on display and even perhaps some spoilers, you know, the Houston Texans knocking off uh, the, the Los Angeles Chargers last week. I mean, now they're going to San Francisco with a golden opportunity to play spoiler for a San Francisco 49ers team that is currently trying to solidify their playoff spot. Um, and, I mean, I don't know, man. It's It doesn't get any more exciting than that and how and how this, this thing can turn. Uh, and that's something that we're going to keep our tabs on moving forward. And I know one matchup that I'm excited to see, and I'll actually be at the game in Dallas, is the uh, Cowboys versus Cardinals game. We'll see that a hot team in Dallas that has won four in a row against the team that is slumping in Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. So we'll see how things play out. You know, I'm excited about it. I think the Cowboys are playing some really, some really impressive football on both sides of the ball. The defense we know has been dominating the last several weeks and offense finally, finally, were able to turn the corner against Washington. They looked like that same number one offense that they had shown earlier in the season when Dak Prescott was um, kind of firing all cylinders. He was in a rhythm, and you saw that his confidence level on Sunday night was just at another level. And when you have Ezekiel Elliott getting fully healthy, and you have Tony Pollard, who's trying to get back, who's dealing with that torn plantar fascia in his foot. And then Dallas is still not not done getting reinforcements. Tyron Smith is on the way. The hope is that he'll be active on Sunday against Arizona. And that's going to be big because Marcus Golden obviously has had himself a season. Chandler Jones. And so that'll be a fascinating matchup to watch. Um but let's go ahead and, and discuss further the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals matchup. You know, Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow 525 pass yards, just absolutely out his way with the Ravens banged up secondary. Um, and, and you know that that receiving trio of Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, 
and then Jamar Chase, who pretty much is the front runner for the offensive rookie of the year. I know Kansas City's defense has shown some some positive signs over the last several games. I mean, shutting out teams, and they've they've been dominant at times. I mean, Frank Clark, those guys in the front seven have gotten after opposing quarterbacks, but I'll tell you what. Sunday's game in Cincinnati, I think, is going to be their biggest challenge yet just because of the firepower that the Bengals have. And then, of course, Joe Mixon, a thousand-yard rusher that can tote the ball and wear down defenses as the game goes on. And then the the Bengals' uh, secondary, I think, they don't necessarily get the credit they deserve. But Jesse Bates, we all know the all-pro safety he is. Jadobi Awuzie has also had quite the season for uh, the, the Bengals. And then when you have Trey Hendrickson and you got guys like Sam Hubbard coming off the edge, generating that consistent pass rush, DJ Reader in the middle, I mean, that's a scary team to be facing right now. And so that's why I think the Bengals have a shot to come away with the victory, which could shake up that number one seed should the Tennessee Titans get the win on Sunday. So so we'll keep tabs on that one to see what comes um, what comes of it. But I'll tell you one thing. I mean, I'm certainly intrigued by that matchup, as I'm sure a lot of people are, to see, you know, can Joe Burrow continue that hot streak that he had going against the Baltimore Ravens? Um, and that's something that I think, you know, I'm confident he can. I know that it may not sound easy, but I do think that he's got what it takes. He's got the consistency. He's got the support from Zach Taylor, figuring out that offense, finding consistency. I mean, I think that's what it's all about. That will be coming up on Sunday with with major playoff implications. Talking about the Green Bay Packers, 12-3, and trying to solidify the one seed. They're going to host their bitter uh, NFC North rivals and the Minnesota Vikings, who are 7-8. and eight. And the Vikings have had some success against Green Bay. They already beat them once in Minnesota this season. Um, and so Minnesota's a team that's trying to fight for their playoff lives, you know. Um, and I, I do think Minnesota has a chance to go into Green Bay, as tough as it is, and I know Kenny Clark was just on Good Morning Football a couple of minutes ago saying that the temperature in Lambeau, at Lambeau Field on Sunday, is supposed to be two degrees. So you know the weather is certainly going to be a factor when you're playing at Lambeau in late December, in fact, January, right? And so we'll see. I mean, we will see, and I, I do think if the Vikings can get Dalvin could go in on the ground, and Kirk Cousins has kind of been hit or miss in big games. But, you know, I, I just understand that with Aaron Rodgers on the other sideline, nothing is going to come easy when you're playing in Green Bay, Wisconsin, with that home crowd. And that's why it's dangerous. I think it's dangerous for the entire NFC if Green Bay can get the first round by and home field advantage all the way through to the Super Bowl because that is a very tough place to play. Um, and I know being a Dallas fan, you know, I'm hoping that um, I'm hoping that they can somehow 
find a way to sneak and steal that number one overall seed from Green Bay. But it certainly is going to take a lot for Minnesota to go in there um, and and try to, to spoil things. And, of course, they're going to be playing for their their playoff lives. So you know that whenever there's desperation, it's a divisional game, a rivalry at stake. I can certainly see how that game can really go either way. Um, but we'll see. That's one that I'm keeping tabs on. How about this? Uh, talked about the Rams, Ravens, but the Broncos, Chargers, that's another game. You have the Broncos who are 7-8, and eight, the Chargers who are 8-7. and seven. The Chargers pretty much have to win out if they want any opportunity to uh, get into the playoffs after that devastating loss to the Houston Texans on Sunday. You know Brandon Staley and his unit and Justin Herbert, they're going to have to find a way to bounce back. I know they were plagued by COVID, um, but a lot of teams have had to work through that. And uh, they're going to maybe get Austin Eckler back uh, for this Sunday. Um, so we'll see if, if that is good. Mike Williams also was on the COVID list last week. Keenan Allen's already back. Um, so we'll, we'll keep an eye on that matchup. You know, Vic Bangio is trying to fight for his job in Denver as well. And I think he he understands that if he can't get this team into the playoffs, you know, he very well could be on his way out after the season. And so that's another high-pressure opportunity. Um, and then the Rams and Ravens game. Rams 11-4, Ravens 8-7 after all the injuries that they've been through. They still somehow have an opportunity to get into the playoffs. And, and how wild will that be? Of course, they're going to need a lot of um, – a lot of, I guess, help from the other teams. But Lamar Jackson and his health has also been a topic of conversation. He's been dealing with that ankle injury. He's already missed several games. Um, and there's a little bit of, I guess, some uncertainty as to just exactly how healthy he can get for Sunday. I think Tyler Huntley is supposed to be activated from the COVID list this coming uh, afternoon. And so he will for sure be available if Lamar Jackson indeed is unable to go but, you know, with the playoffs on the line, I can expect Jackson to uh, give it a go. And John Harbaugh, you got to give him credit, though. You know, despite losing all those players, he's kept this team competitive, playing with pretty much a practice squad secondary. So, you know, that's that's where a coach shines and shows what he's capable of doing. And in this case, John Harbaugh certainly has, has made uh, <laughs> lemonade with the lemons he's been given. So, um That'll be a good game. And then how about the Texans 49ers? Talked about that one. Panthers, Saints, Lions, Seahawks, Eagles, 8-7 and seven against Washington, 6-9. and nine. At this point, Washington is out of the playoff hunt. Um, but the Philadelphia Eagles, you know, he's going to have to uh, – they're going to have to continue to win if – if they want to secure that playoff spot, you know, because even though they've been playing some off football, you know, Washington, they're going to come out after getting destroyed 56 to 14, you know, Ron Rivera, anything about him, he's a fiery guy. And so he's going to try to get his team up for that game against Philadelphia. And I look for his team to, um, I look for, for him to have his team ready to go. Um, and we'll see if they're able to wake up, you know, the, the fight on the sidelines. 
and Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne going at it. You know, that's a bad look on primetime TV. Um, and so you know that they're going to want to try to at least finish the the season on the right note, you know. Um, and so I, I'm excited to see that and, and, and find a way um, on how those guys can come through and, and, and be the, the best possible team the final two weeks. But in the end, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of pivotal games. And I look forward to watching some good football as as many of us continue on. But, um, I, I, again, I'll be in Dallas. I'm looking forward to seeing um, – seeing how, how Dallas can do, you know, against Arizona. Uh, 